Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Uke Stuff Podcast. Today, I'm bringing you a bunch of friends, what I would call the mega show of many of the creators of the ukulele playlongs that you see. So here is the crew. So what I'd like to do is to go, sorry, this way and have you introduce yourself. So we'll kind of go, what I'm seeing is clockwise on my screen, and we'll go around and have everybody introduce yourselves. And uh, just to help us out, I made a little banner that I can throw in here. Who are you? What's your musical background? Where do you teach? And where do we find you? Hey, everybody. My name is Daniel Simmons, and I teach middle school band, middle school general music, um, middle school ukulele, middle school adaptive music. I have taught um, elementary and high school in the past. I have taught choir in the past, and I have done some music theater in the past. So I've got a little bit of everything for the experience. Um, you can find me at youtube.com slash Daniel Simmons. I have the least creative name of everybody here when it comes to my <laughs> YouTube channel. Um, and when you get to my channel, it is not just a ukulele channel. You will find everything that my students use there. Boomwhacker play-alongs, handbell play-alongs, um, stuff about trumpet embouchure and flute head joints, and obviously a lot of ukulele play-alongs. But um, it's definitely a diverse collection of videos there for all the students that I teach. And I am from Elizabeth City, North Carolina, now formerly lived up in Canada and upstate New York. Thank you. Um, I'm Andy Ramos. I'm uh, from Houston, Texas. Um, I teach middle school choir, ukulele, and piano. Um, my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Andy Ramos. Um, been teaching, I believe this is my... 15th year, uh, did elementary for several years, and now doing uh, middle school, enjoying that a lot, um, working with the older kids, getting to do um, a little more than I was doing in elementary, um, but really enjoying uh, my time with them this year and the last couple of years. Shamai, I'm Rachel Webley. Um, I teach secondary school music in South Wales, so that's 11 to 16 year olds. Uh, I started a ukulele club in school a few years ago called The Ukuleleans. So you can find me at the Ukulelean channel with the play-alongs. My website is ukulele.wales, and my other channel is Ukulele Wales, and I'm addicted. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Wesley Stevenson, and I am a full-time music educator um, I teach privately mainly. Um, I did venture out into teaching at private schools last year, um, but I prefer teaching privately. I think it gives me um, a little more freedom. Um, recently, I started a um, kids ukulele group called Four Finger Frenzy. And basically, uh, my wife and I partnered with the local library. So I pretty much go from library to library throughout Virginia and just offer free classes to the community. And I started a adult version of that called the Tidewater Ukulele Experience. And uh, if I'm not teaching ukulele or piano or guitar, I'm writing music for different video games um, or playing for my church. So uh, you can find me uh, mainly on YouTube at Music with Maestro um, or at Facebook at the Tidewater Ukulele Experience. Okay, I can't hear anybody talking, so I think it's my turn. Okay. <laughs> um, my name is Chris. My name is Chris Gilbert. And I am a, I've been teaching for 23 years and I teach in upstate New York in the district called Whitney Point. 
which is south of Syracuse, north of Binghamton. And I teach sixth grade band and seventh and eighth grade modern band and music technology, which also includes um, heavy emphasis in the ukulele. And um, I can be found on YouTube as Chris the Uke Chick Gilbert. It's as cheesy as it gets. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm going to ask the next question just so we get an idea. I know Rachel and I have talked about this. I think Andy and I have talked about this. Chris, I can't remember when we met if we talked about it. But how did you start with ukulele? And let's go the other way around. So we'll, we'll start with Chris right there. Okay. I think it was in the fall of 2016 when Grace Vanderwall won America's Got Talent. And all of a sudden I had all these students coming to my room asking me if I could teach them to play ukulele because they had seen her win and wanted to play and be like her. And I had no idea because I hadn't touched a string instrument in my life except for the bass guitar. And I felt bad as a teacher. So I decided to go out and buy a ukulele. Uh, my first one I bought was a Cordoba Protégé. And I decided I'll, I'll, I'll try a few things and then maybe I can try and stay a few steps ahead. And then I fell in love with it. And the rest is history. I put together a proposal for my school to purchase a class set of ukuleles and they, they did that. And so that's how I got started. Yeah. And my story is similar to Chris's. Um, I had a um, student of mine who I was teaching piano and the parents uh, was like, you know what? Uh, do you teach ukulele? Cause my son really wants to learn ukulele too. And hopefully my students don't don't hear this because this is not the best story. But I'm thinking to myself, okay, how hard can this be? You know, it's not even a real instrument. Okay, I'll just you know try it for like a week. <laughs> but yeah, I tried it for a week, and then it turned into two weeks, and turned and then it turned into a month. And I was like, you know what? This is a pretty cool instrument. So it was finally a month um, into the whole process, and I was finally ready to teach that student, but the parent was like, you know what? We thought about it and um, we're gonna hold off on ukulele. <laughs> so I was pretty upset, you know, cause I had invested, you know, a whole month studying this instrument to, to you know, to teach this kid. And um, at first I felt like they, that time was wasted, but I was like, you know what? I had so much fun learning this. I'm gonna see if I can learn a little more and then a little more. And then, you know, I just got overwhelmed with this little, humble little instrument. And uh, ever since then, I have been teaching ukulele. And, you know, um, that was about maybe 10 years ago. And to this day, it's a big percentage of, of my business. So um, I'm glad I stuck with it. I'm a bass player or double bass player and cello to start with. Um, and I, I bought the ukulele maybe seven or eight years ago because some of the kids in school had them, like other teachers. Um, and didn't really do much with it, to be honest, for a while. They used to sit in the corridor strumming away and I'd pick it up and not do anything. But 2016, one of the girls in my form class in school was actually a really good ukulele player. So I said, look, if you help me and I start a club and I'll start to learn. Um, and that's, that's literally how it started. Um, she taught me the basics. I got on YouTube. Um, followed the videos of everybody else and very quickly learned how to play uke. But I, I can't play guitar. Um, so it was chords were quite new to me. But um, plus I found bass ukulele now as well. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely love it now. It's, it really is. It's my first instrument. Don't tell the bass kids that though. 
Um, I was fortunate my first year uh, teaching, we got a real big sizable grant at my school. It was like over $20,000 for fine arts and I was the only fine arts teacher so I didn't have to share the money. Um, and But we didn't have anything. So I ended up buying everything I needed for my classroom. And then the second year, uh, they came back with like another $12,000 grant. And so, um, you know, struggling, uh, I, uh, said, you know what, I'm gonna buy some ukuleles uh, for my classroom. And that's kind of how it started. Um, and then I started making the videos, trying to get I, um, just resources for you know the students um, in elementary, just trying to find different things for them to do. And so that's kind of how I started uh, with the ukulele. So this is gonna sound cheesy like a tourist, <laughs> but I had never played one. And I was visiting Hawaii five years ago with the family and I wanted to try one. So I looked up an app on my phone, taught myself you know, a few chords, mentally practiced, and I went into the gift shop and I said to the person working, is it okay if I try the ukulele? And they were like, okay, sure, go ahead. So I went over and I pre like decided what song I was gonna try to play and everything and I memorized the chords. So I went over and I played the song and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And the guy's like, yeah, a lot of people like them. You're pretty good at it. I'm like, I've never played one before. Of course, the person did not believe me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's how I started with ukulele. Um, I came home from the vacation, and um, I didn't have space in my luggage to bring one with me, but I came home from the vacation and um, got one and got another one and got another one and got a different type and got a different size and got an electric one. And, well, you get the idea. It's... Um, a bit of an addiction once you fall in love with the instrument. So um, I started a, a class teaching it at school after that and just to loving the time playing the ukulele. Now this is a perfect segue with, with Dan. Um, one of the big questions right now is how COVID-19 is impacting you professionally and in this hobby of ukulele. So Dan, I know you've been doing a lot, so this is a perfect segue to you talking about that. So we'll go this way back to Dan again on this question. Did you want to answer the last question yourself? Oh no, I everybody knows me. This is <laughs> this is my podcast. So I, I've talked about that ad nauseum. So you guys are the ones of people of interest here. Okay. Um, so I started, I learned how to make these videos with feedback from the other people on the screen here. Um, I didn't know how to make videos. I was teaching ukulele and I'm doing it a little bit the old fashioned way. And then I found these videos online and these are the people that I'm now sitting talking with and, and they helped guide me and get started. And my first ones were pretty rough. They were gentle in telling me what definitely needed to be fixed. Um, but then I took that skill set and I applied it to make boom whacker videos, handbell videos. And I still make videos for all the instruments that we use at school. But most recently, as we've gone virtual school, um, you know, I've gone right into doing virtual bands and I had somebody from the local hospital contact me and they were like, you know, we know that you're a key musician here in town and the morale is low in the hospital. What are some things that we could do? And we brainstormed together and I decided I was going to pull together, you know, just a group of musicians. And the project, as some projects do, definitely got really big. Um, ended up with almost 100 musicians involved, including Wesley that's um, here today on the chat. He played piano for one of the songs. And we basically did a mini concert 
with virtual bands and these great songs with great messages thanking the healthcare workers. Um, so I've finished that project. I was doing some school projects. You know, we put out Pomp and Circumstance so that the uh, kids graduating our school will have their own band playing for them and things like that. But um, I was feeling a little guilty that I only had covered the healthcare workers and I wanted to do something for all essential staff. So all these people that are out working, I came up with a song. It's an old song by Ray Bolts called Thank You. And I rewrote the lyrics and I saw it's help from my friends. And Rachel, one of the people here talking about bass, also volunteered to play with that one. That one ended up having uh, 98 people involved in it. That included the visual artist and the dancers and obviously the musicians. And that included one segment with people from my ukulele club here in town that I run. But it was just really great to see how music could bring people together. And I was able to use the skills that started right here with the ukulele videos that I still make, but it expanded into so much more. Uh, well, for me, a lot of the stuff um, has really affected me. Um, I was doing like a senior club um, once once a month uh, with a lot of senior citizens and that kind of had to stop. Uh, my school stuff, a lot of it has uh, really stopped um, during this time. Um, the students are just so busy with all their other stuff. Um, I'm trying to keep my school stuff pretty simple and they don't have ukuleles. And so all my ukuleles are at school and um, we were just kind of caught off guard. Um, it was the Thursday before spring break and um, the students had gone home. I had told them on Friday, we check out ukuleles for them to take home during spring break and then we've never been back. Um, so my students don't have um, the ukuleles, but I have been doing a lot of technology stuff with my school. Um, they've, I've been trying to you know, train teachers on how to use you know, all the Google products, um, got Google certified, um, teaching them how to use Flipgrid and all, you know, how to edit videos, we've been making videos. Um, so I've done a lot of technology stuff. I just haven't been able to do a lot of musical stuff other than with my church. Technically, I'm still in work. I'm going in once a week, generally, on a rotor to look after the children of the care workers and frontline staff and everybody. So I'm doing that. Plus, we've, we're having to put work online. Um, but I've sort of put a team together of all my ukulele players in school. So I'm trying to keep in touch with them a little bit. Um, in terms of the day we broke up, I said, right, that is it. I'm going YouTube mad. So I've been making stacks of videos for Ukulele Wales um, and trying to do as many play alongs as possible. So just trying to make the best of it. But I, I'm sure you guys have noticed as well, viewing figures on the channels have gone berserk um, during this lockdown. So I'm just glad that we're sort of helping people get through this as well. Yeah, well, um, I have been pretty much devastated. You, you know, I can't really candy coat it. Um, yeah, I have a studio of 60 students, but they, it's down to like 29 now. So over half of my students um, are not attending lessons regularly. So yeah, I've been hit pretty hard with that, uh, which, you know, has has given me time to really devote to making more YouTube videos. So that's been a, that's been a blessing. Uh, but yeah, I have been greatly impacted by the presence of COVID-19. So I'm hoping that this pandemic will will do its thing and then run its course so we can get back to you know, the business of teaching music. 
Well, I'm kind of in the same boat as Andy and all of our instruments are at school um, in terms of ukuleles and guitars. Um, none of them are home with any kids. Um, so I've had to, and I still do music technology with them. So I've had to flip that um, a little bit in the classroom. And um, so that's affected that, that um, in the sense that my fourth quarter students, my second half of the eighth graders haven't um, and won't be getting any ukulele instruction this quarter during their last year in middle school, which is a bummer, but I'm trying to find some other ways to keep them engaged. And also I had just started getting back into making some more videos. Um, I put that on a little bit of a hiatus because I'm working on my CAS in college teaching and was pretty bogged down with work for that. And I was just in the process of getting, getting uh, more videos out there um, when this all struck. And um, I'm hoping that now that things have kind of fallen into more of a routine in this fourth quarter that I can start doing that again. Because I, I actually really enjoy making them and I've been looking into, and I've, I've also made modern band play-alongs where you see the, the chart for guitar, bass, keys and drums and ukulele sometimes. And um, because of that's a huge part of my curriculum and um, I've enjoyed making those as well. But I'm also looking into how to reach my band students and um, making play-along videos that also have like the fingering charts on there, but it like does the fingering chart along with them, kind of like a chord changing. So I'm looking and experimenting with how I could potentially um, use that to help my emerging players. So I, I'm hoping to get back back at it on short order because it does bring me a lot of joy. All right, now let's let's talk a little technical aspects before we go anywhere else. Um, I know most of the answers for most of you, except for Wesley. Wesley is is really to me the newest person doing this of 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 us, which is great. Um, and also with a little different spin, no pun intended, on <laughs> on how you do it. If you've seen his videos, um, and, and you can talk about that. So. My, my next questions are, what is your video creation process? I mean, really, you don't have to – I made a six-part video that was ended up being like six hours long of, of how I make videos. So I'm not talking like that. But just a real quick summary of how you do it, um, what app you use or what hardware you use, and then how do you find your songs or choose what you want to do next? And we'll start with, with Chris. Um, I started with good old PowerPoint and iMovie. That's how I started. And um, I graduated, so to speak, from that and um, started digging into a little more advanced software. I started using um, Filmora, which um, I thought was working pretty well. And I, I paid some for it, not a ton, but I paid some for it, one of the cheaper versions. And I still like Filmora for, for some things. And um, basically I, I take a power, if it's a if it's a song, if it's like a four chord song, I'll just take a snapshot of the four chords and line them up on a chart, and then just move the overlay or the arrow or whatever PNG <laughs> picture, like a piece of cake or a guitar or you, whatever, and I'll I'll move it that way. If it's just a, a four chord song over and over, or if it, if there's um a couple of changes, I'll set those up in PowerPoint, export them as JPEGs, drop them in, and then drop in the indicators over that. But um, late uh, recently, I started trying. 
um, playing around with Final Cut Pro when I made my virtual ukulele ensemble. And it's like, it's like iMovie plus, plus, plus. It's free right now for 90 days. And um, somebody blessed me with my own copy, which I was very, very grateful for. And um, I just, I, I've really fallen in love with that, but I'm just going to apply the same tools that I used in iMovie and with um, Keynote and just transfer those ideas over to um, Final Cut Pro because it's a little bit less clunky and a little bit less of a process to, I don't have to export and import, export and import. And then just before all this hit, um, Chris here was um, very helpful in getting me started into using Luma. And I was really liking uh, my experience in Luma and Unfortunately, I put that I noticed in the, on the iPad. I put that to rest when everything hit. I had to focus on cranking out material for school, but um, I was really liking what I was seeing and experiencing on Luma. So I'm interested to also play around with that some more once this is settled down. Well, I had no idea that Final Cut was uh, free for 90 days. I got to check that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, for those who haven't seen my videos, and I'm sure that Chris is going to um, show, I mean, show, show everyone later on, but um, I have a different approach to it. Um, I have more of a circular format. I haven't quite come up with an inventive, clever name for it, but instead of it being linear, I have it kind of uh, in the form of a circle, and that was just to emphasize the cyclical nature of how music works. Um, I'm not sure if any of your private students or any of your students um, are experiencing the same issues, but I've noticed a, a steep decline in my students' attention to rhythm. So it's gotten to a point where my students, some of them can't clap along to a song in rhythm. So I've, <laughs> so I have um, thought about, you know, trying to compare it to a clock, how a clock is always, it's always tick tock. There's never a time where it slows down or speeds up. And um, I wanted that to be communicated in the chord charts. So I have it in a way to where it's, you know, it's like a clock, but instead of the numbers, they'll have chord symbol. Again, you're going to see it. But um, my process and my software that I use is Logic Pro 10. And I use that to either slow things down or to take it up or take it down a key or chop out a solo or to make it shorter. Uh, I try to keep it no more than three minutes to keep it short and sweet. Um, once I get the song the way that I like it, um, I'll, I'll, you know, graph it out using a program called OmniGraffle. It comes free with the Mac. Um, it's similar to Photoshop, but not as powerful. Uh, but it's a great program. It's simple. It's about my speed. Um, and that's where I put the chords, and that's how I kind of graph things out. Um, and then once I get it in OmniGraffle, then I convert it to iMovie and do all the transitions um, there. Um, I use some Keynote. I'm not sure if you heard that as well. Um, but you know, again, now that I know that uh, Final Cut Pro is free for 90 days, I might convert iMovie to Final Cut Pro because that would be a big upgrade. Now, Wesley, before you go any further, mm -hmm. um, what do you use for your actual chord diagrams? Uh, what's my, oh, well, um, Again, I use it in OmniGraffle, um, and I just did everything by hand. I, um, you know, did all the lines. <laughs> I did the fretboard diagrams. I, I grabbed a circle and put it on the diagram, put all the finger numbers, and yeah, it was a very tedious process. So I'm welcome to some suggestions on how to streamline that, so I'm not taking two days to make <laughs> to make one video, <laughs> you know, one video. I'm 
So yeah. I think mm -hmm. the rest of us all use the font. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Chris? Yes, I, I did forget to mention that um, the majority of the graphics that I use, I, I get from Little Kids Rock, which is free. And they have like build your own charts and I just copy and paste that into the PowerPoints. And, um, but I'm also starting with the Luma, I'm starting to use the font as well. And just so you know, Wesley, there's a, a place called yukefarm.com uh, and they sell an actual font that is a ukulele chord font. And that's what I think the rest of us use or have adapted. And that, that service has been in and out um, in around, I think it's around right now though. I think he's back. But okay. the, the creator died and his son took over ah. and it's been a, a question of whether it's online or not. And had lots of teachers contact me saying the font's not there and well, right. figure it out. But so just, well, you know, let's, oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that, yeah, is that part of, part of my quirkiness is that um, I like to have the freedom and the flexibility to color coordinate things together. So yeah, I can go to Defonts or I can go wherever, you know, but I like it to be kind of a themed oriented. So, you know, if it's like a song from Hawaii, you know, I would love to have a pineapple somewhere integrated with that chord diagram. Just, you know, you know, something to keep it fun. So, but it is a little tedious. So if I can streamline that process, then I'll, I'll definitely check into that. All right, on to Rachel. Well, I started, I watched Chris's video on how to make a play along using LumaFusion, but I didn't have a really good iPad at the time. And even though I have got a Mac Mini in the house, I much prefer PC. So I did some research and found Filmora and sort of basically transferred what Chris was saying about LumaFusion onto um, Filmora. I used the uh, Uke Farm is it Cordette, isn't it? The actual font. Um, and I, I do enjoy playing with graphics as well. So um, that's how I make the play long. So, sometimes they can take, I think the, the shortest amount of time is taking me is maybe three hours start to finish. The longest has been oh, about a day and a half, I think. Um, so yeah, that's how I make my play alongs. But I'm, I'm enjoying learning more with Filmora now, doing the other type of the, the tutorials and the reviews and things. So um, it's a brilliant learning curve, fair play. Um, I think my first experience was uh, one of Dr. Jill's uh, videos. And uh, my brothers um, are artists. They have uh, a lot of marketing backgrounds. So they had Photoshop and a lot of different programs. So my first attempt was using um, Photoshop to do a lot of the graphics um, and then doing um, kind of the keynote PowerPoint kind of thing with it. Um, and I, I found that very frustrating for me. Um, and then I ran into Chris's um, videos and um, became a LumaFusion um, junkie, um, addicted to it. Um, I do all my videos, even the stuff I do for school, um, I do on LumaFusion um, using the fonts uh, from UFARM and um, doing a lot of the same process um, that Chris does. I think Chris and I have talked a lot um, back and forth. Um, he'll do something and I'll ask him what he does and I'll do something and he asks me what I do. Uh, so it's kind of a cool relationship with, that we have with you know all the people that are on here. Um, you know We're all pretty generous and open about how we do things and uh, are willing to share um, knowledge, which I find um, extremely awesome You know that we can collaborate together. Um, but that's a, a lot of the process that Chris does is, is what I do. 
Um, I create a Spotify playlist and I'll put songs that I'm interested in doing. My students will send me suggestions um, and I start building that, that playlist up and that's where the material comes from. Um, and I just go through the process. Um, I doesn't take, I mean, I can usually pull out a video in probably an hour, hour and a half, uh, because a lot of the stuff on LumaFusion I've already made. Um, so a lot of the boxes, a lot of the graphics are already set. So it's just changing the lyrics, changing the background, um, and then, you know, timing it, um, which is, is pretty easy in LumaFusion, especially with the newer updates. Um, so I, it, I can usually pull them out in less than two hours, uh, usually about an hour, hour and a half. So I use Audacity for editing audio, changing tempo, changing key, um, cutting out random verses where there's some not school appropriate words, um, you know, whatever we need to do to edit the audio. Um, after Audacity, for most of my play alongs that have like a still background, I go into PowerPoint to make the videos. And if you see one of my videos and it has four chords with an arrow moving, it's actually four separate slides. Each one has the arrow in a different spot. So, you know, a song might have, you know, 120 slides in it or whatever. Um, but there's a lot of copy and pasting with those. I used to put the lyrics in the PowerPoint. More recently, I started to add the lyrics as a layer in VideoPad Editor, which is how I actually edit the video when I put the things together. Um, I have some videos that are over top of a lyric video. And if that happens, um, I don't use PowerPoint at all for those. I drop the chord progression directly into the VideoPad Editor. Um, using just the Oop, the Oop Farm font directly in that editor. Um, that makes it go a lot quicker, but it doesn't let me have a little thing dancing over it. So if you've seen my videos where they won't change size when it's time to play that one, that means I've edited that directly in the video editor and not in the PowerPoint. Um, you know, so there's a lot of different ways to do it. At first I was real excited about having their live videos in the background. And I actually heard back from the students that while they love to sing along and watch it, they found it distracting to play along so that they actually preferred it coming from teenagers, but they actually preferred it to have the more static background. Um, another thing that I really do, and no one else has mentioned this with the timing, I love to break down the math. So if I'm doing a song and you know the chord progression has the chord changing every two beats and that two beats I find out takes like 3.847 seconds then I will automatically set all my slides to 3.874 seconds and the whole song can instantly line itself up like that. So other creators, do any of the other rest of you, do any of you use the math to figure it out or do you really go through each chord change and do it by feel? I, I do something that I, I just count. And as, as I'll get to- I Yes, um, for newer recordings. I'm sorry if I'm talking to you, Rachel. I, I can't hear you talking anyway, so I'm oh, sorry if you're talking. I'm sorry. Um, yes, for newer recordings where they're laying down their 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 music as with a click track, so it's going to be exact. It's not a lot of ebb and flow unless it's that style. Older style, I found even though with lime and the coconut, that one gave me fits. It, that was one of my first videos. It gave me so many fits. It was never exactly the same. It was just off by skosh, and I'm too type A personality to let that go. <laughs> so, so it it depends also which, what what recording and time frame when it was recorded that I'm using. Mm. 
Yeah. The, so Rachel? Sorry, the way I do it is I've just got to count because it's in very small sections in Filmora. I, depending on how many chords are in the verse or the half the verse, I've got to count it out. And then it's literally every time I'm counting to get it bang on. And inevitably, I sometimes they'll match up and it'll copy and paste nicely. But a lot of the time I'm tweaking all the way through. But hey-ho, that's the way it is. How about Wesley? How do you do your timing? Manually, unfortunately. <laughs> so I just drag the that, that one slide until it feels about right. I'll nudge it over and nudge it back. But yeah, doing the math just makes more sense. It's like, you know, you know, when you hear Daniel say that, I'm like, duh, you know, how come I just didn't do that? You know, so I'll definitely <laughs> tighten up my um my workflow here, but I'll definitely do that. <laughs> Like yeah. Chris said, wait, Chris is that way. Like Chris said, it does not work on songs where they did not use a click track yeah, originally. That's true. So um, just if you do the math, just be ready for it to not work for every song. <laughs> yeah, very true. Andy, how about you? Um, I, I, I do some of the math. The Luma Fusion, it goes by frames. So I look at the however many frames it takes for that beat to go, and then I can usually just kind of copy and paste that frame rate. Yeah, I actually visually look at the, there's the audio waveform, and then I'm also dealing with a time because I do a dip before the chord changes. So I'm always a certain amount, about 0.8 of a, of a so maybe about, about a 16th of a second before the next chord change. So there's some math in there, but not much that's involved with that. Now, here's a weird question for you, and I don't even know if you'll have an answer for this one, but I'm curious for all of you, which is, do you have a, vi a favorite play-along video that you've created so far that you think of all of yours is one that you're most proud of? So let's start with Dan. We'll start with I'll start that way to Dan. <laughs> my favorite one for me, and my students can't play it because it's too hard for them, and I don't make many things that they can't play, um, but Memory from Cats. I don't know why I liked the kid, uh, liked the song when I was young. I like the song now. It's just really fun to play along. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean my kids use it at school. It does not have a lot of views, but I like it. Andy? Uh, for me, it's a, the traditional Spanish stuff um, that I've done. It's just um, the same, same just like Dan. My kids cannot play it, um, but it's some of the stuff that I grew up listening to. My dad used to play it all the time. And so it's just, you know, got a special place in my heart. And so those are kind of my favorite ones that I've done. Rachel? I don't, my favorite play along is the only one I've ever done just for me, which was um, the time warp from the Rocky Horror Picture. So I love it. <laughs> Nobody else looks at it than me. Um, probably the one I, I like seeing the most is Mamma Mia. Um, ABBA, just because I got quite a nice tab and chords and everything else in there. But um, yeah, so, some of the first ones I did, I look back now and go, ooh. But yeah. Same. Wesley? Well, I have a um, one that I'm most proud of and then one that is my favorite. So the one that I'm most proud of is the one that I just released on your Facebook page, the, um, um, the Jason Mraz look for the good. And I like that one because the it it looks good. Um, I got all the transitions the way that I want it. It sounds great. 
Um, but the one that I'm that that's my favorite is uh, Uptown Girl by Billy Joel. And the reason why is because it spans three different keys. It has 14 unique chords uh, and it works its way up the neck of the ukulele. So it's not your typical C, A minor, F. So it's a bit of a challenge. So I really, you know, you know, I'm really happy about that one. Chris? Um, I think the one I'm most proud of was my first uh, Luma video that I did was on the um, soccer and the donuts, but the soccer song. Just because I was, it, it took a long time for me just to learn learn the app and learn the process through your through your guidance. Thank you. But I was just I I worked pretty hard on that. But the, the kids just ate that up. They actually they really enjoyed that. Um, but my favorite, it's a tie between House of Gold, just because I love the song and the ukeness of it. Um, but also the ability to incorporate some modern band ideas and principles and add a cajon if I wanted to, or put some kids on keys and t build beyond the ukulele experience. Um, House of Gold, House of Gold, and um, I, not now. I'm of course, of course, I'm blanking. Million Dreams. Is my and, and that one's more difficult, so my kids can't really play that. But I just personally like that song, so. Yeah, I, I, my, I think my favorite is my original version of Lost Boy, that actually is is actually still one of my more popular's, even though I released it. But I also will occasionally put little um, what are they called Easter eggs in songs. So like um, one that I'm not sure anybody picked up is I did the Yoda song, you know, because of the Mandalorian not too long ago, and at the end of the video I made it so that Yoda actually disappears into the air, you know, kind of like he did in the movie. <laughs> And no, I don't think anybody caught it, but it's just there and it's hidden at the end and nobody has said anything. But I like to do little things like that. Or I'll do the plain white tees and I'll use a white T-shirt as a transition image, you know, for their songs or things like that. So I like putting those little things in. Now, here's another kind of interesting question is, do you have any advice for people that use your videos? So, I mean, I can think about a couple things that I would say, but I'm kind of curious what you would say first. So we'll go back down with, with Chris and work our way around. Um, my biggest advice that I give about using my videos is that it's not a replacement for the, for the teacher. It's, it's a basically duplicating you and that while they are playing along and working on the song that you can be more free to move about that room and actually have more one-on-one -on -one contact with the students and be able to help them with their fingers. Not anymore right now in this in this um, world that we're in right now, but it can free you up to move about the room and assist students who are struggling, um, who may have been falling between the between the cracks before in a more traditional delivery style. And um, that's, that's I think, has had the most profound impact for me. So that's, that's what I encourage um, other teachers to do, as well as when they're using the videos to break up their kids into groups and you're responsible for the F chord, you're responsible for the G chord, you're responsible for the E7, like, like break them up into chord groups and they're they're gonna watch those chord changes like a hawk. Like, Here it comes, man, here it comes. Boom, got it. <laughs> so, um, but that, that that's, that's another way that I am encouraged people to use any play along video is not just turn it on and go and hope for the best, but to <laughs> stop it, pause it, break it down, split up the class. There's, there's a lot of different imp implementation techniques that you can use. Well, I'm glad I am going second. So no one's 
takes my answer. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a speed function on YouTube that no one uses. <laughs> it's, it's so convenient. It's right there. There's like a little gear icon. You can speed it up. You can slow it down. You can do all these things with it. So yeah, you don't have to play at the song speed. You have the flexibility um, to slow it down to whatever whatever speed that you can play it at. Um, secondly, is you don't have to play the exact chord that you see on any one of my videos. Like if you see a D minor seven, you can play a D minor. It's still gonna sound great with it. So you don't have to take every single chord literally. Um, yeah, I do pick my chords for a very specific reason, but you know, you know, to each their own, you know, if, if you like the D minor instead of a D minor seven, go for it, you know? So that's probably what I would say is just slow it down. You can even pause the video, rewind it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So just take advantage of the technology that YouTube has laid out there for us. Um, I think for other teachers, don't be frightened to push the kids in school. They always amaze me. I'll say, oh, should we try this? Oh, it's a bit hard. We won't do it. Oh, we'll have a go. And the, very often the students will be playing things much faster than you think they will. Um, but if you're using the playlongs as a bit of fun, don't expect just to be able to play them the first time through. The whole point is practice. The number of comments I have um, saying, what's the strumming pattern? How many times should I play that strum pattern? Well, the whole point of the little to tell you when to play it. You don't need to count how many times you're strumming it. Just play the song. Um, I, you know, I try to share with the teachers to, to break it down just like any lesson uh, for the teachers that use, you know, the videos. Um, I would never, you know, as a choir teacher, I would never just hand the kids a song and say, okay, let's sing it and go for it. Um, you know, it'd be rare unless we're, you know, like sight reading something, sight singing. Um, so, you know, break it down. So whatever, Chords I'm working on, I try to find songs that, you know, or videos that have those same chords. Um, and then I break it down. You know, we work on the chords, we work on the rhythm, we work on the strumming. Um, then we put it together and then we can play it, you know, to the video, whether we slow it down first and then speed it up. But, you know, don't be afraid to break it down. You know, just like everybody else has said, break it down into sections. Um, and just like you would a, a lesson, you know, and just teach it little by little and then just put it all together when you need to do it. So if you're using my video, not as a teacher, if you're just a person that's out there that's playing ukulele learning on your own, you need to find songs that you can be achieve, uh, be successful with and have achievement with. In the classroom, we do a lot of songs in the beginning that are one chord songs that let us really just focus on the strumming pattern. And um, then we move to two chord, three chord songs. Um, so don't just jump right in as like a new person trying to learn on your own with, oh, I'm going to learn how to play Memory from Cats because we heard Dan say earlier he liked that one. Not a good way to start. Um, now, for teachers that are using it in the classroom, like, yeah, everything the others just said, you still need to teach. This is not a replacement for you teaching. Um, you need to know what your sequence of learning is. My videos do not talk about strumming patterns. Um, within my room, I differentiate. I have some kids that you know they might strum once per chord. I have strum kids that might strum a quarter note pattern. And then I have some that I'll show them, oh, for this song, the more advanced kids, we're gonna do like, you know, maybe do some muting, whatever. So we really differentiate and I give them before each song what their options are for that song. Um, the other thing that I wanna do, and Chris later is going to put the YouTube, not YouTube link, the web link right here. 
right over top of Hawaii that says uloop.io. Um, yes, Wesley talked about how YouTube can slow you down. Uloop does that as well if you want to, but it also lets you loop a segment. So let's say that there's a chord change 27 seconds in, um, 32 seconds in, and you want to work 27 through 32. You set that up in your uloop.io. It's a separate website. You pop in your YouTube link, you set up that loop, and it'll keep repeating that for you. So if you're practicing a song, because in the end, it's not just, oh, always beginning to end. It's, you know, let's practice it too. If you're practicing a song and there's a struggle spot, sometimes a separate website will really help you. And that's what I've got on how to use the videos. Yeah, I think you guys covered all the things that I would have said. Oh, I'll get Chris, Chris in just a second here. The other thing that I ironically had to tell a person was follow the boxes in mine when they change is when you change. Because they were kind of <laughs> freaking out like, I don't know when to change. It's like, well, you, you watch when it changes. And that's when you change. And that sounds really sarcastic, but it's not. It's actually true. It's like there's a dip and go with mine. That when you see it start to fade, oh, it's time to change. And if you change the chord, you'll be in the right spot when the next one comes. So, Chris, you had something else you wanted to add? And just to piggyback on Dan with the approximation, embracing approximation, is I even do a demonstration with um, three kids. Uh, like, like one who's a little more advanced in her skills, one who's right in the middle, one who's just emerging. And like, you're just gonna play once a measure. And then I had them all start to layer on their each individual strumming. I'm like, to point out to the class, I'm like, see how it still sounds good? It doesn't matter which level you choose to challenge yourself at. It's gonna sound great together. And they get, and also tell them like, so what, what grade am I giving the kid who's playing once, once a measure? They're like, I don't know, 50? I'm like, no, he gets 100. What am I giving a kid who's playing the medium medium level? Oh, 80? No, he gets 100. What am I giving a kid who's, who's playing the most advanced stuff? So that's my point. Like, it's not about mastery and ability. It's about playing and performing. And um, I have one more thing, but I'm blanking on it now. But it was something about Dan, but I'll let you go. <laughs> well, Dan has something he wants to say. And if we're layering and I have an advanced kid, there's always finger picking. It's not just strumming patterns. Yeah. So um, teachers out there, when you have that more advanced kid, let them finger pick. Let them, you know, get into a pattern and um, really en enhances. Now, on a related note, um, the, the next question is a fun one, which is, do you have any frustrations or pet peeves when it comes to making videos, the comments you receive, or anything else you want to throw in there. So, Chris, let's start with you. <laughs> You're starting with me because you can see me laughing, and I have something to say about this. <laughs> every, almost every video, I don't get it. What's the strumming pattern? Now, not all of my videos start with strumming pattern, but I try to put them in the beginning now, and it lays it out, and I'm starting to lay down a demonstration of it, and I'll, I'll still get a comment. What's the strumming pattern? I don't get it. I'm trying to play this, but I can't play it because I don't know what's the strumming pattern. It's at the beginning of the video. <laughs> so that's 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 my my biggest pet peeve. I guess kind of along the same way. Well, well, how do how the chords go? How's the song go? I don't know. It's 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 there. Play play the chords. Don't strum. Strum. Don't strum. Strum one time. Do it. Anyway, that's it's just funny. What's the strumming pattern? Please go to 10 seconds and find out. <laughs> anyway, there you go. All right, Wesley, how about you? 
Yeah, I've gotten a lot of those strumming patterns as well. You know, again, I haven't posted right at the very beginning, beginning, and I always let them know in the comments. Um, we're in the um, that one like text box area. That if you want to do something different, you're free to do so. But probably the the thing that really annoys me the most is uh, I'll get asked to do it for baritone ukulele or for guitar. I'm like, well, this is a ukulele channel, so I'm probably not going to do it for guitar. And for baritone, you can just, you know, just move it up a fifth or a fourth and, you know, <laughs> and, and there you go. You know, um, I've had some people ask me to 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 do to write the, the the tabs for them, note for note, exactly the way it is that it is in the recording. I'm like, um, no, I'm not going to do that. But, <laughs> you know, but thanks for asking. Uh, but, yeah, I do get that that quite a bit. Rachel, how about you? Um, the most frustrating thing of the process is when you've just spent hours making a video to find it's blocked worldwide. Um, and it, it doesn't happen very often, but when it does happen, it's just, it's a shame because of the work that's been put in. And normally it's always a good song as well. Um, my answer to the comments about strumming is ignore them because somebody else will answer it in the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, the, the, the comments that I, it's not that I dislike, but that they annoy me when somebody goes, they actually write to dislike. And I normally answer them going, well, why do you dislike it? I dislike the song. And I'm thinking, why are you watching a ukulele song that you don't like? Get off the channel. So, but no, it's just when they get blocked. That's the most frustrating thing for me. Andy, how about you? Um, I have to agree with everybody. Um, usually the strumming patterns um, annoy me the most. Um, and I just think of it as um, when I was first like learning how to draw, you know, um, I had a friend that drew out the shape of an eagle that I wanted to draw. And the teacher was like, well, if you can't actually draw the shape of the eagle, you can't actually draw the eagle. And so to me, it's like, okay, you have to learn something. I'm, I'm giving you the lyrics. I'm giving you the chords. You know, I'm giving you everything else. The least you can do is try to learn how to do some of the strums. Um, and then lately, it's been, um, for some reason, it's been different people keep telling me the videos are too fast. Hmm. Um, and I'm like, okay, you know, I tell them about the little gear, and there's what well, we know about the gear. So I don't know if they just, I'm like, I, I didn't write the song, I didn't produce the song, I have nothing to do with the tempo, other than, you know, I made the video, um, and you can use a little gear, I kind of slow it down. Uh, but that's happened like the last few months, I guess, because more people are watching the videos. Um, a lot of the, the videos are too fast. Hey, Dan, how about you? So I've never allowed um, commenting on any of my videos, and I don't allow it to show the likes or dislikes, and I don't go into video editor to see what the likes or dislikes are. So uh, I don't get that type of feedback that, that apparently frustrates some of us too. Um, I do ask my students because, you know, I learned how to create these with students that I was working with and song requests they had. Um, so, you know, I did get feedback from them along the way. And, and, you know, I will. We'll just have like a little written survey. I'll be like, this is not a quiz. I just, you know, they know I'm a video creator and I want to make them better. So what I'm making, I make for my students and just share with the world or anyone else that wants to have it. Um, I did make the first ukulele play along for you based or uh, bass ukulele. That's because Chris requested me to do it. Um, it was the seven nation army song and it really did lend itself to it. 
I have taken a couple songs where I already have all the timing figured out and thrown in baritone ukulele chords. I have a good friend who got a job at a school that just has baritone ukuleles. Um, but going back to most everything I do is for my students, and none of my students are using baritone ukulele. So I don't put a lot of time into making baritone videos. Um, but, you know, if you, um, in one way, if I already have the song created and the timings figured out, adding the baritone is not a big deal. Um, for my other creators, when I do that, I do not have the baritone font. If you ever <laughs> notice my baritone videos, there's the ook chords, and then there's like this banner over it, and then the new chord letter name is in it. It's the ukulele, it's the regular ukulele chords. I just transposed it in my brain, put what it needs to be, and put the other label over top of it. So um, uh, just kind of a backwards way to do it, but it works. So um, no, I don't have a lot of pet peeves because I just kind of do what I do for myself and my students, and that's how it goes. Yeah, last year I had a chance to visit with Dr. Reese on one of these sort of calls, and I go back and I listen to that all the time because I was schooled quite a bit in that interview, and not in a way where I was being you know talked down to, but it was really deep. I mean, it went into a lot of issues of like why we do what we do and how we do it, and I've I left there convicted that I was already doing baritone versions of everything too but I left there convicted that I yet needed to do another version for people that didn't need the chord shapes anymore. And that really slowed me down in the process. And then that, that question, which I don't know if you guys have seen it, but people don't even ask, what is the strumming pattern? They just say strumming pattern. It's all lowercase. <laughs> there's, there's no sort of like question mark or period. So you could read strumming pattern 8,000 different ways. That gets under my skin, and especially when I've made a um, like a tutorial about how to how to strum, which kind of drives me crazy. And then the other part that drives me crazy is when I get people that will come on and tell me that my baritone song is wrong because they're not paying attention. That says baritone right across the front. That drives me crazy. And then the other one that gets me is when somebody wrote, writes in and says, "Why why did you make a play along of this? There's no ukulele in the original version." It's like, it's a play along, people. It's a play along. So, you know, whatever. So those are the things that drive me a little crazy. Now, here's a fun one. For, oh, Rachel, go ahead. I've just got to add what Andy was saying. The number of times people tell me, Riptide, it's faster than the original. And I'm like, it is the original. And they're like, but it's faster than the original. So like, no, it is the original. They, I don't know. I don't know. Now, here's a kind of fun one for you. What is next on your list to create or publish? And I guess, Dan, we'll start with you because you've got your hand up from the last one. So we can roll those both in. Okay. Um, going back to the last one, it's not even a pet peeve, but the conversation kind of went to how videos are made differently. Um, I kind of keep reiterating that a lot of what I make is for my beginners. Um, they start knowing one chord, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So a lot of times I will simplify chords and, um, you know, that means it might not be right on purpose, but it's close enough to make it fit. So yeah, we can agree and to call it something different or whatever. And, um, you know, an, an E minor is a C major seven without the C on the bottom and things like that. So if you see it simplified and it sounds a strange funny to you, well, it might work in the big picture. If you play ukulele without the accompaniment, it might not work, but 
I've simplified things on purpose. Okay, that was um, kind of a conversation. Uh, what are we supposed to do next? So um, I'm currently not having like a list of the next song. Um, my most recent one was for a song I produced with the virtual band to say thank you to people. And I created the ukulele play along for that so that people could, you know, be a part of that virtual band. Um, and, you know, as we're in this virtual setting and I'm teaching virtually, um, I'm not really sure, but it's probably going to be project based where it's something for a song I'm producing that, you know, other people give them a chance to be a part of it. All right, Andy, how about you? Um, I, I was actually thinking about a song this morning. I uh, came across my Facebook feed um, called Together. So I haven't even looked to see if anybody's done it or not. Um, but it's like King and Country, Tori Kelly, Kirk Franklin. Um, seems like a four or five, you know, chord song. Um, but I'm just starting to look at that. And, you know, of course, I, I'll look through my Spotify stuff, too, to see um, what songs I have on there. But you know, this morning that song just kind of hit me. I thought that'd be cool to do. All right, Rachel, how about you? Oh, I'm ready. Uh, can you see that? Oh, geez. <laughs> wow. All right. I'm always going back and forth to my list, and then I add things to it, take it away. Um, I try it so that it's something old, something new, something, so I'm mixing it up all the time, and then when I get one block, then it sort of pulls me out of it. Um, my next time planning I just thought it was appropriate, considering I did the um, the quarantine song by Le um, with the 21 Pilots the other day, so there's always ones on the list to do. All right. How about Wesley? <laughs> I was just having a little discussion with uh, Daniel in the chat. Um, but yeah, I am attempting to reach a younger demographic with my YouTube channel. So I'm actually going to be uh, doing some video game songs. So I'm going to be doing some Tetris, some Angry Birds, some Super Mario, you know, just some, you know, some fun songs that the younger kids can really cling to. Um, I'm actually also going to start doing some hymns, not so much in the um, chord play along format, but I, I'm actually gonna have the tab because they're all finger, finger picking style. So I'm gonna be doing the hymns and the video game songs next. Okay, Chris, how about you? I, um, I belong to Little Kid Radical Business where I put a lot of my requests um, out and I had to pull it up to look, um, to remind myself of where I'm at in the process. Um, the, my next ones that I have on my list are no Roots by Alice Martin and um, Rule the World from Walk Off the Earth are my next two videos I have queued up in the request list. And after that, then I'm gonna be coming back to the to your to your list that you've made, Chris, and start trying to crank us some more. All right. I'm trying to transfer over. I'm trying to do five things at once here. Um, while doing this, I wanted to add this to find a better way to get people to make suggestions. Um, and this is what I've, I've added lately is uh, a website called TriCider that allows you to upvote uh, suggestions. So if anybody else wants to tap into that, you certainly can. Um, people are just putting suggestions down. And I know I've, I've tried the Google, I just thought that maybe I'd throw that in there too. Um, 
I also, while we've got her here, Rachel, this probably won't appear until I'll get to you a second, Dan. Um, we'll probably so Rachel. I used um, the form. You used the form. Awesome. Um, but uh, what I wanted to say, Rachel, is uh, when this published or when this actually podcast is published, uh, ukuleleans will have already hit fifty thousand subscribers at that point. So just wanted to say congratulations. It's in advance right now, but it's. I'm, you're you're going to be there within two days. I know it's shocking. I I can't believe how many views and subscribers we've had over the last month. It's only been six weeks since I hit forty thousand. So I'm frantically trying to come up with some kind of a, a giveaway plan or something after your outstanding effort. I'll come I'll come up with something. I think. But I was I really surprised, by the way. I only had a hundred people try for a ukulele. Mm. which was something. I thought there'd be more people than that, but it's okay. It's all right. Now, the I, I thought this would be kind of fun to do with all of us here is I did a tally. I went on everybody's site, including Dr. Reese and Dr. A, who aren't here with us. And um, here's the list of the top 10 play-alongs. I, I think I know number one. I know who number one is. We're gonna, find, <laughs> we're gonna find out. Um, and actually there's, there's a, there is, if you take two of them together, um, there actually is a, a clear number one above the number one, if that makes sense. So I'll show you guys this. Uh, number 10 would be the one that I mentioned was my favorite, was Lost Boy. It has 1.1 million views. Um, and, and Wesley, this isn't fair to you because you've just recently started doing this. So <laughs> yeah. if we come back in a year, we might be doing this different. Number yeah. nine is This Is Me. Um, that's another one of mine. Number eight is Lava by Andy. So lots of play along on that. Uh, number seven is Alleluia by Dr. Reese. And what's interesting is how many people have a, either they love that song or they hate it. I don't know if you've met those people. Um, number six is Count on Me by Dr. Reese, 1.4 million. Um, number five is I'm Yours by Rachel and Ukuleleans. And then number four is Rewrite the Stars. For some reason, that one took off on me. I have no idea why. Then, look at this. Number three, I'm Yours by Dr. Reese. Um, Rachel, yours somewhere over the rainbow, 2.2 million views. And then the number one is All of Me by Dr. Reese with 2.4 million views. However, if you take... I'm yours, and you put together Rachel's views <laughs> and Dr. Reese's views, that has over 3.6 million views altogether. That's crazy. So I thought you guys would like to see that. Any any thoughts about those? I like I'm yours, I'm not going to lie. I was sure it was Andy's Lava. I was convinced that Lava was number one. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a great list, though. It's a great list. It's a great list. <laughs> Yeah. And actually, Dan, this goes to you for a second. You had you had said, uh, what are we seeing differently in the types of videos that people are watching and, and so forth in this time? And I think as I'm watching my own videos, which ones are the top? Every now and then I just like to go and look. It's the same videos. It's just more of it, yeah. you know? So it's it's kind of interesting. Um, well, now, one final question. My channel is very unique. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wesley, go ahead. I have a question about the all of me. Um, is it the all of me, the all of me, da 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 da, da or is it the John Legend version? Uh, yeah, John version? Legend. Oh, okay, 
Okay. Okay. That's surprising because like that seems to be more of like a like a R and B song, and it's you know I haven't really really connected with that audience yet. You, you know they didn't seem to translate into ukulele all that much. So that's you know that's that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Rachel. Who's gonna do tutti frutti first then? <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> I did. Um... Wait, what did she say? I can't hear her. I want to. She know. said, "Who's going to do tutti frutti first? She wanted. Oh. <laughs> I, I did. Um... Let me write that down. I write it down. <laughs> What's the big bit with us? One ain't no sunshine. I did that the day he passed away, and it got blocked. Now, the the final question, I think, just for today, because we're we're already at an hour of broadcasting, and after we cut out a couple of things, it'll be down to an hour. So um, do you have any advice for people that want to start making play-along videos, if there's anybody out there? I know we started the Facebook group with the idea of fostering some more people, and really, we haven't fostered anybody, to my knowledge, that's now making videos, unfortunately. Um, Wesley, you uh -huh. just started making videos uh -huh. on your own, you know? Mm -hmm. So... So what do you think? What are some, what's some advice we can give to some so, people? Uh, I taught a PD session on how to do it. Oh, go ahead, Wesley. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I was just going to say is that, you know, I am the new guy and, and, and I don't feel like I'm in a position to, to give insight on how to get started. Cause you know, obviously I'm still learning, you know, but I would just say is to pick music that you connect with. You know, it's, it, it can be tempting to pick the cool, the, 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 the newest song, the newest, Justin Bieber's song for the click easy views. But, you know, I personally, you know, want to want to make songs that I connect with, that my students connect with. So that's probably the only thing that I would really say is to, you know, be be authentic to who you are. Okay. So I have taught professional development to other music teachers on how to create these videos. Um, I have Jennifer Canales that has started to make some. Um, I have Dennis Figs that's um, looking into making his first one. He hasn't made it yet. He has it half made. Um, I also have a student that I taught, just an eighth grader, that has created and published a couple of videos himself. So I really just think me modeling, like, hey, there's a human in the in your town that's doing this. It's not just all these people from you know who knows where. That I now have three other people in my area that have been inspired to start making. Um, I, I also did a PD um, here um, locally, and several of the teachers um, during this break have started sending me videos of them using um, LumaFusion to make videos. And so their next thing is, okay, now we want to try to do some of the ukulele stuff. So be encouraged that there are people coming. Um, and then I would say just do it. I think a lot of people are just afraid. They're not sure. Um, and I would just say just just try it. Um, it, it gets addicting. Um and once you get into it, I mean, you're 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 into it. I Rachel, just, I just agree with what Andy says. Just go for it. My very first one, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, was dreadful. Uh, <laughs> it got better over the years. And you know, at the end of the day, if you're making them, especially if you're a teacher and you're making them for your kids, you know what you're aiming at. Just go for it, Chris. Um, I'll say make sure that you're familiar with the software that you're choosing to use and give yourself some grace. There's a learning curve to the easiest software. There's a learning curve to the hardest software. Give yourself grace and don't try to do too much at once. Try try something simple like a four chord song where you don't have to manipulate a lot of images for the first time. And um, just to 
get, get out there and try and do it. But um, and I apologize, I forget who said it about do what I think it was on you. Um, well, I'm sorry, I forget who said it about don't don't just buy into what's popular. I do it. I got into this to help my students after I attended a PD with Jill Reese at NISMA. And as I go around and travel to different conferences and present about making these videos, um, the the biggest piece of advice I have for them that I usually always end with, like, just get out there and try it and do what works. Like the, the music that my students listen to in Whitney Point is very different than the music students listen to 20 miles down the road in urban Binghamton or 40 miles up the road in urban Syracuse. So because I wanted to cater to my students and their needs and their desires with a sprinkling of what I enjoy as well to show them what I listen to and what I enjoy and to help expand their musical taste as well like and expose them to music they may not have listened to be pre on their own so there you go all right well it's it's been awesome to visit with all of you I know that I wanted to keep around an hour or so so we should really wrap this up I just want to let you know that I really appreciate everything that you're doing I think Rachel has something to say so the quickest of questions, and you've got like 10 seconds each to answer it, your JF comedy moment. What was your first play along that you discovered and what was it? Go. Oh, mine was Surfing USA on a Tuesday night the day before you clip. Go. Mine was The Lion Sleeps Tonight. So, Rachel, the question was the first one that you, you yourself found? Yeah. What was the first play along you discovered on YouTube and went, ah? Oh! Oh, so Chris, the question is, what's the first video that you ever saw uh, as a play along that made you be interested in using it? Yeah, everybody just ask, an oh, answering okay. it. Surfing USA by Jill Reese. Okay, that was Rachel's too. Andy? <laughs> I think mine was on nice. yours, Jill Reese. <laughs> I can't hear. I really don't remember what song it was. I just remember being so shocked that that existed because it completely changed the way I could approach teaching a group of students. Mine was definitely Shake It Off by Dr. Reese. And I went into it kicking and screaming because I was sure that the ukulele had to be taught like a traditional instrument. And I was upset that it wasn't teaching notation and it wasn't teaching music literacy. And I did not want to do it. And then I saw that my students responded to it and my entire platform had to be changed. And then it went from using some of Dr. Reese's to making my own to then encouraging others to do it. Um, and to actually follow up on the previous discussion about getting people to do it, I know that Dr. Reese actually has her students make a ukulele play along as part of their coursework at the college level, which is pretty cool too. So if you've seen, there's a, a newer music educator named Grace Dobler, who's also making some play along videos. She only puts out a few occasionally here and there, but she's one of Dr. Reese's former students. So it's kind of neat that that is going too. So again, I just appreciate all of you. Some of you have actually become personal friends. Wesley, we don't need, know each other yet, but I'm looking forward to, to getting to know you all better in the future. And actually, Dan, I think this is the time, first time we've actually directly talked to one-on-one, um, -on -one, so to say. We're as close as we can be in this time of quarantine. So, all right, any final thoughts before we go? Thank you, Chris, for everything you do. Without you, we wouldn't all be here now. So thank you. Well, thank you guys too. I appreciate that. All uh, right. Oh, I sorry, go ahead. That, <laughs> no, I would say I would second that. Thank you for all of you for all that you're doing and um uh, for um 
you know, I know the time that it takes and the sacrifice that it takes. And, you know, thank you all for, for all that you do. Thank you everyone for everything that you're doing. Um, I use all of your materials and many others as well, because if my students are asking for it, I'm going to look for, for your stuff and use it. And it's important to reach our students. And I just want to close with Rachel, it looks like the ba the back of your room is getting a little crowded. So if you need to get that purple uke face off the wall, I'll give you my address. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so pretty. <laughs> it's so pretty. <laughs> she just did an unboxing of the light purple one just a few days ago. So. I, haven't, I haven't played bass in a long time properly, and with these two, I'm that's I've got to get back into ukulele now. So, <laughs> all right, Dan. Any final thoughts? Uh, just remember, we do it um, or for those of us that are teachers. You know, we do it for the kids. Um, it's all about the students. So, as much as we want to make music we love, remember we need to make music that they love as well. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining in on this. Uh, COVID-19 uh, group conversation. I don't know if we would have been able to pull this off if we weren't, weren't all trapped at home. So um, again, thank you for thank your you, time. Thank and you, Chris, for doing this. Thank you, Chris, for doing this. Thank you, Chris. And look for this to be published sometime next week. So, And to everybody that's listening, uh, please check out all these different YouTube pages. I'll make sure that they're linked in the description of the YouTube channel. But otherwise, in the show notes for the audio version, you'll be able to see and click on all their links. And anybody, if you have any links, I'm talking to the panel here, if you have any links you want me to share, please send them my way too, and I'll make sure that they show up in the show notes as well. All right. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you soon. <laughs>